What's going on, guys? AJ here, back again with another episode of the E1B2 Collective Podcast. So this one's going to be a brief one, and and please don't actually mind me if I'm stumbling stumbling a bit, because I know a lot about what I'm about to talk about uh, in a very non-traditional way, but I'm I'm searching and researching uh, some of the more traditional terms and frameworks and best practices around this. As you guys know, I'm a hybrid, very non-traditional guy, uh, still learning, still growing. And so for me, uh, a couple things. Number one, I want to talk about uh, managing employee capacity and like capacity planning as an organization. I'm not going to get into the, the nitty gritty. I'm going to jump down to one piece of it. So I was reading an article and it said, top performing businesses excel at optimizing employee utilization by managing employee capacity. So we're talking about optimizing employee util- utilization and managing employee capacity and understanding when and what type of employee to hire. Now, when I read that, I immediately thought about the uh, the core demographic of the folks who listen to this. I immediately thought about my startup folks out there. I immediately thought about the startups that I've worked for. I've immediately thought about the startups and the brands that I'm running currently. And I immediately thought about employee experience and engagement and and listening to your to your staff and, and engaging and getting feedback and, and making things contextual and putting them first. And so here's a couple of thoughts that came to mind. First, I'm going to create an episode when I understand the the frameworks around this at a much deeper, deeper level at a traditional sense. But I'm going to give you my two cents here. So first, when I see top performing uh, brands excel at optimizing employee utilization by managing employee capacity, the first thing that comes to my mind is if I'm an organization, what I've always wondered is when I'm speaking to founders, when I'm speaking to myself as a founder, there are very little industries, very few industries where your output, product, service, whatever you're trying to sell is is on a on a strict deadline that is that is a legitimate deadline. So let me give you an example, right? Like Nike, Under Armour, Reebok, Adidas, if they want to make a new shoe or make a new clothing line or whatever the case is going to be, there is no there is no missile coming towards the earth that if they don't put out the next LeBron shoe or the next Kobe Bryant shoe or the next nice, you know, pair of Yeezys, like there is no rocket launcher. There is no, you know, life threatening situation that's coming to earth where if they don't put out that piece of clothing or that shoe, then everything's going to go to shit. Like there's nothing that's forcing those brands to do that. They are excited about getting that product out, but there's no life-threatening situation that's causing them to really push it out, aka the deadline. And why I gave you that such exaggerant and and crazy example is because I've always been fascinated when I see startups push and push and push and push and push their teams to roll out products and to get things done at a higher level, even when they're backed by VC money. Right, I've never understood the exorbitant amount of pressure. Now, I understand the desire. I understand the 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 anxiety to be uh, to be to to be growing. To I understand the the complexity around. You know, you want to get better. You want to do more. You want to push yourself as an organization. But I've never understood the just again just just the reason why we're pushing so hard. I remember when I was working for a company before the pandemic. And I used to bring that up all the time. I would say I would say to the executive team and I would say to the founder, 
who's making us rush? Like, like what, what is happening right now? Like, is there, is there, is there something government related? Is there something life threatening? Is there something like, like, is there something that I'm missing around why we need to rush, rush and push and push and push to such a level that we need to get this product or this service out right now, right at this exact deadline. And typically, in most scenarios, it's a lot of ego. It's a lot of ego at the finer level. It's a lot of ego at the executive level. It's a lot of ego at the manager level. It's a lot of ego around strategy. It's a lot of ego around capitalizing on the marketplace. It's a lot of ego. It's a capitalistic point of view and mindset, which I have no problem with. But where this comes into play when I'm thinking about optimizing employee utilization and managing employee capacity I'm not seeing, and I read this article pretty thoroughly, and I believe what they're saying as far as the data, because again, I haven't done too much research traditionally on this topic, but when I combined the you know optimizing employee utiliz- utilization and managing employee capacity connected to employee experience, connected to all of the, you know, all of the pressure that I'm seeing startups put on themselves for no real apparent reason outside of they just want to push themselves to be better and have more of a capitalist mindset and and take over the marketplace again, which is not an issue. They're not thinking about, and when I say there, I'm talking about the startups. They're not thinking about going to the employees first before they set the strategy, before they set the goals, before they actually say, here is what we want to build. Here is what we want to do. Here are our goals over the next week, two weeks, three weeks, quarter, month, year. They're not going to their employees and saying, look, for you guys right now, for the team that we have right now that we care so much about, what's our utilization here? What are your capacities right now? In your personal opinion, since you are on the ground floor, since you may be talking to consumers more than we're talking to consumers, you may be looking at the marketplace better than we're looking at the marketplace. You may have data that we do not have. Also, also, the way, the way I see this combining is a lot of employees, as you guys know, they have lives as well. They have situations going on as well. I think COVID is a perfect example of that. Family dynamics, health scares, um, deaths in the family, mental health issues. You know, the Black Lives Matter movement was really hard on everyone emotionally. That also drains and pulls your capacity. That also limits your utilization. So just because you have 40 hours in a week does not mean you have 40 sharp mental hours of effort and execution. So I guess what I'm saying here, again, and I'm not even getting into the the really structured and traditional frameworks of optimizing employee utilization and managing employee capacity. I'm just more talking about the employee experience and the internal communication side of it. Before you put together your plan, before you get into what the utilization rate's going to be in the billable hours and the possible hours and the capacity and all these things, have a conversation with your team. Have a conversation with your employees and say, look, here are our goals when it comes to capacity and goals and utilization and, and, and all these things. And Because at the end of the day, as an organization, if you go to set the goals of we want to hold 17 you know, events this year, and we want to roll out eight new products this year, and we want to manage 15 new clients this year, and we want to do X, Y, and Z. That's our goal. 
and it's going to take these amount of billable hours, and we have these amount of possible hours because you guys are the staff that we hired for 40 hours, and here's the capacity, and, and you throw all this data at them, and you set that in stone without really understanding at a human and emotional level where your people are currently, I believe there's a disconnect there. And so that's number one. I'm asking startups specifically to really think about the disconnect that there possibly could be. And if there is a disconnect, it does not mean you need to fire. It does not mean you need to just go all out and just by all means necessary, figure out a way to just take over the marketplace. And if that's the type of founder you are, all the more power to you. But I'm just saying there are other alternatives. And when it comes to the engagement factors, when it comes to optimizing employee utilization, when it comes to managing your employees' capacity, when it comes to really having your employees engaged and having that data, because imagine a world where you think the possible hours are 33 or 40% or 40 possible hours or 100% capacity, again, all these data points that are just so like out there, you think that's what it is in theory. And you actually haven't even talked to Derek or Sally or Andrew about what's happening in the marketplace. And then even beyond that, what's happening in their own lives. What's happening when it comes to their skills and their capability and their output abilities. Everyone learns different. Everyone executes different. Everyone has a higher clip. And so you need to keep pace with your people internally. And that takes EQ, that takes conversations, that takes empathy, that takes patience. Now, on the flip side for a second here. At the end of that little paragraph I read to you guys in the beginning, it says, and it also takes understanding when and what type of employees to hire. Now, that's also true. I'll give you a perfect couple of, a perfect couple of examples on that. Um. A while back, there was a shift that needed to be made with the Startup EX brand. The original model was a really cumbersome one. Myself, Angela and myself, were the co-founders of that initiative. Now, at the time, we did our own capacity planning. I understood how many hours she could work. She understood how many hours I could work. I understood, you know, what, what my overall utilization would be. I understood what her overall utilization would be. We did some of the more traditional things. And then we also connected to the goals that we had for the org. Now, when you look again at that sentence, it says understanding when and what type of employees to hire. We needed one more hire. We needed to bring in one more talent, one, one more talented individual. And where I messed up is I did not really think thoroughly around the type of employee we needed to hire connected to our goals, connected to the the, the capacities, connected to the utilization, and con- connected to the macro efforts that we that we really needed to execute against. And so that's more of the the, the capitalistic, really focused, you know, um, hungry, driven entrepreneur framework that again I had no problem with. Angela and I definitely had a goal. Angela and I definitely had something that we were super excited to get out. And there was definitely a time period connected to it that was definitely wrapped up in ego. And for me, where I do resonate with this statement here, and again, there's different ways to look at it. The employee experience, EQ, empathy side of things, that's one way. Where I was at the time when I was running this Startup EX initiative, 
was more of the capitalistic, ego-driven, I want to see this come to life in a certain period of time with no other reasons of the pressures of the world putting on the, on myself but but me, like I was putting the own pressure on myself. I needed the thing to get out. And what I didn't do is I didn't understand exactly what type of person we needed to come in. What type of capacity I needed from that person. What type of utilization I would need from that person. Down to the hours, down to the minutes, down to the days, down to the weeks, down to the tasks, down to the things they would work on, down to how they, where they were in their life at that exact time. What was exciting for them to work on. What type of mental capacity they had, family, personal, EQ. These are deep conversations and things that are so important. It's exactly why I'm putting out the Beyond Resume Initiative. It's exactly why I'm putting out the Beyond Brand Initiative. It's because those things combine and work well with each other. Because they touch on what we need right now from utilization, managing employee capacity, what we need from a capacity standpoint, understanding what type of employee we need to hire. And then the Beyond Resume is the exact opposite. Where an employee can tell you, hey, here's my utilization right now in an optimal world, in a perfect world. Here's my, you know, here's my possible billable hours right now in a perfect world. Here's the type of employee I am operationally right now in a perfect world. And so, I don't know. These are a few thoughts. And I ranted a bit, but I think if you guys pick through this, you'll find a lot of value. There's there's a lot to think about when it comes to this and. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm glad I stumbled upon this blog here because these frameworks and these, this way of thinking is super vital that I don't think enough founders are thinking about on both sides of the coin. So just a few thoughts. Thanks a lot.